0: It's going to get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone. It is caught for the win. Richard Rodgers with a walk-off touchdown.
1: Foster. Nine seconds for the win. One okay. ball Turner! Touchdown Nebraska! That's the best block we've seen this year! Breeze hits it in the air to We will see you tomorrow
0: And an option to the right, Tommy on the
1: key, turns the corner, 25-30. Eldridge attack, win 35. Tommy Frazier, 37, 38, 39, 40, 45, 50!
0: Listening to WZBC live from Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. My name is Isaiah Mueller. I'm with my co-host Kenny Tomkovich, and you're listening to the Extra Points. And the NBA trade, the uh, trading in the NBA, opened up yesterday, and there's been a lot of action in the NFL. A lot of things to talk about tonight. And last couple weeks, we've been mainly only NFL. So we're gonna start off tonight. With a lot of big trades the last two days in the NBA, we're going to we're gonna start off with a little bit of our uh, reactions with some of these big blockbuster moves that we've already seen in the last 24 hours or whatever it is. So let's just jump right in, shall we?
1: All right, so the first trade to take place that we're going to talk about was Chris Paul to the Suns, and that kind of involved um, Chris Paul going to the Suns and then some younger well, not all younger, but Ricky Rubio is is headed to the Thunder as well, but some mostly younger role-player type people going to the Thunder, and along with a first-round draft pick in 2022, I believe. So the question that is posed is, who won the trade, Isaiah? What do you think about the trade? What's going on?
0: Yeah, I love, I absolutely love this move by the Suns because – we saw in the bubble, this team, I mean, they got so hot. Like, they, I mean, they went 8 no in the bubble. They're riding off a lot of that momentum and still a very young team. But the thing about the Suns, I mean, they've never won an NBA title and they've never they, – what always happens with them, it seems like they always have one really good player and then they're, they're like that one step short of, you know, like one key short of like making, it, making a deep run or being a really, really good team – and that's kind of what's happening now too. They have Devin Booker, who's obviously proven himself as being a very, very good shooting guard in the league. But it's still a very young team, and it's kind of—I mean, it's kind of only him in terms of like very, very good players. I mean, DeAndre Ayton's pretty good, but I mean, he's not top tier yet. So they go out and they get a veteran in Chris Paul, who's still one of the best point guards in the league, and someone that has obviously tons of experience. Tons of playoff experience, just a lot of years under his belt, but still playing at a very high level. So I think that's exactly what they needed. They needed a a point guard, first of all. I mean, they had Ricky Rubio last year, but if that's who your starting point guard is when you're trying to make a run in the playoffs, I mean, that's not really going to cut it. So they go out, they get rid of him, and they bring in Chris Paul. And I, I know, frankly, I, I love the move. Um, I don't think that they're necessarily now like a top, top team in the West, but I still think it was a great move just seeing that's a franchise that always seems afraid to make that big move get that big name player it used to be like steve nash charles barkley like they didn't have a ton of help i mean nash i guess had amari Stoudemire, and they were very very good teams then but they never won a title uh or i don't even think they ever made a championship so either way um oklahoma city gets it was a uh, ricky rubio kelly Oubre. Which I like Kelly Oubre, he's a a promising young player, but um, I'm fine giving him up if it means bringing in Chris Paul. So, end of the day, I love the move for the Suns, and I really think riding off that momentum they had in the bubble going into next season and now they have Chris Paul, I think there's a lot to be excited about with this team. What do you think?
1: I just, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't know if it's just me. It's no disrespect to Chris Paul. Chris Paul is still a good player. But is he that player that is going to really make that big of a difference for the Suns? I don't think so. I don't think Devin Booker's that good. I'm not a Devin Booker guy. And you're looking at the West. You still have the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets that are coming off a Western Conference Finals appearance. They're only going to get better because Jokic is just going to get better. Murray really showed you something in the playoffs this past season. Michael Porter Jr., that was like pretty much his rookie year this year. He's going to get better. That team's promising. Looks like the Broncos are getting blown up. The Jazz are still an interesting team with Mitchell and with Gobert. And then the Mavs, uh, Lucas should only get better. And then... We still have Portland of Dane. And then now the Warriors are back. Steph and Clay are back. And they have the second pick, right? The second pick? Yeah. Yeah. And they have the second pick. And they still have Draymond. That could be a team that's going to be competing for one of the top spots in the West. And then don't forget about the Pelicans, who really surged when Zion was actually playing last year and when he didn't have restrictions. And maybe when he, if he's going to be fully healthy that team could maybe make some noise and be vying for a playoff spot. So I just don't I don't get the big deal about this move because there's just way too much competition. I don't see the Suns doing anything. Yeah, maybe they make the playoffs, but who cares? You're going to make the playoffs and then you're going to get defeated by these other teams. I almost would have rather them keep building and with their young players and then if you want to go after a bigger free agent or something like that. Or a bigger player in a trade. Like a James Harden perhaps. It seems like he wants to get out. I'm not saying that James Harden would have gone there. But just a player of that caliber. Not a Chris Paul. And the Thunder. This is great for the Thunder. They weren't going to win a Chris Paul. They weren't winning with Westbrook and Paul George. So they shipped everybody out. They're getting all of these draft picks. They have so many draft picks. Uh, that are first round draft picks going forward. They're gonna build a nice young team. They were so smart with how they handled this, and I think they win.
0: No, I see. You know where I disagree with you is when was the last time the Suns were relevant? They've been. But well, they're, they're not. Their motto
1: make them relevant. They're, I'm they're, sorry, they're,
0: it they're, doesn't. Their thing has always been. Develop the young guys. Not make. Don't make these big moves. Just develop the young guys and see how it works out. And it hasn't ever worked out. It really has not ever worked out. And so finally they see some promise where Devin Booker goes off in the bubble. The team goes A-no. And then they think, all right, you know what, maybe now's the time. Maybe now we bring in a very, very good, experienced player. Because the other thing is the team is so young. I mean, everyone on the team is so young. So even though you got rid of four, well, I guess only three of the guys were actually young – but you get rid of some of those young guys but the rest of the team is still very young so you still can develop that young team but now you have a veteran guard who's one of the best point guard like probably one of the best point guards of all time coming in and he's going to have that good veteran presence and just still put up buckets. I mean, he's still a great player. So, I think this like I honestly with how hot they looked in the bubble and with bringing in Chris Paul, I think this is going to be a top 5 team in the West. The West is really good, and I'm not saying that they really have that much of a shot to make a deep playoff run, but I think they are now going to be a top five team in the West. I think the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets and Warriors are still better, but I think they have the potential to beat anyone, at least in the regular season, get up to a mid, you know, four or five spot in the playoffs. And then who knows what happens that from then on the, you know, LeBron's still out there, Steph's still out there, but I, I, I think this brings them up to a, high, a much higher level than they've been in an extremely long time. So that's why I love the move for them. And, the Thunder, sure, they are going to have a good young team, but, like, they're not going to really have any standouts. You still need a couple really standout players, and the Thunder, frankly, are going to have they're that. They're
1: rebuilding. What?
0: Yeah, you well, I mean, yeah, but, like, I don't know. I just don't really love any of those players, and, I mean, I guess I like Kelly Oubre, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess they're I, I guess the they're, they're playing right the long now. game. They are. That's what true. What
1: the Suns but. are doing is they're, they're – it's like a short-term – fix for making yourself somewhat more relevant than you were. I think Paul's getting old. He's not going to be there for long. Who knows how long he's even going to be there. This is like a short-term fix for being relevant. And, yeah, maybe they're slightly – they are more relevant now, but at the cost of giving up a young core – for what to to be relevant for a couple years of Chris Paul, and then and then you're gonna wait, and then you're gonna try to make a move and give up more of your young players for a bigger player. I mean, Devin Booker isn't gonna be the number one player on a championship team. It's just not. He
0: might. He's very good. He's I mean, that's not. the that's Evan the other thing. Struck. I think he's a very very good player. I'm a big so. I'm think a think big he's fan way overrated. of him. No, he. I think he's a very very good player. And well, the yeah. other thing is though the Thunder the so the other reason I think the Thunder lost this is because they were like the number five seed in the playoffs this last year, and but they, I think didn't, but
1: they understand that
0: they they, they could don't have, have it out, no they could have gone out and picked up one more really good player no. and they could have had it yes they could have no. but instead the Suns were the ones that do it and now they're gonna take their spot in the West it's exactly what's gonna happen so I think the Suns won it the Thunder picked and up
1: one other, the Suns who are the Thunder gonna pick up. That are, that are going to make them
0: compete in the West better. Devin Booker. <laughs> I know the Suns will never actually get rid of him, but I'm just saying that by giving up their one really, really good player, then it, yeah, they do go into to rebuild mode, but I don't think they needed to go into rebuild mode. They were mode.
1: already in it. No, they I weren't. Mean, they were the
0: fifth best team in the West at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, but That's that not was rebuild. just – They were just Five out lucky out of 15. because they
0: got Chris Paul. Oh. Exactly, and they could have built off him.
1: But they were just trying to ship away Westbrook. But what, What's
0: your point? What do you mean?
1: I mean that I don't think their plan was ever Chris Paul. Chris Paul's an old man.
0: But he's still proving himself Doesn't every matter. year after year That's how good not, he is.
1: Look at look at what they're doing. Look at what they did at the Paul George trade and all that. They're trying to bring in young talent. Paul uh Chris Paul was just like was just uh, a hangover. He was just like he's like an in between guy to their future.
0: Maybe that's how they saw it, but I I, I disagree. Exactly I, I disagree. I disagree with Chris them. Paul wasn't then because they couldn't be there when
1: draft picks around to actually play.
0: Yeah, Their I mean, time
1: is ten years in the future.
0: Chris Paul never really f- fit on on the Thunder. I, like I agree with that. He never looked like that natural player, but he was still really good. They could have made it work, but they just they they decided not to. And I think he'll flow really well with the Suns, and I think they'll be. They relevant. could
1: make it work when they had Kevin Durant and James they made the finals. James and Westbrook. And Harden was
0: really young then. I mean, he was a sixth They lost sixth the man finals,
1: then. and then they could never make it when they just had Durant.
0: But they competed wait, a lot. in the
1: wait. And then they couldn't. Yeah, competing is nice. Like, they made the Western Conference while. Finals
0: multiple times. They
1: competed for a while. They want to do what it takes to win a finals now. They couldn't do it with Durant and Westbrook. Then Durant leaves. Then you just had Westbrook, and then he had his awesome, like, Oscar Robertson years, right? Where he had, uh, that was the year that he won the MVP and he averaged a triple double, right? And then they bring in Paul George and Melo. They couldn't do it then, so that they're done with these temporary solutions. They know they have to build up again.
0: I think, I just think that they could have. Made one or two more moves and been really good in the next couple years. Been said, but that's what they were maybe, doing maybe, for years. Maybe, maybe they'll, they'll be worked. And that's what the Suns have been doing for years, and it never worked for them. What was was you, building up what do you young mean players. The
1: Suns have been doing that for years. Because you're because saying that a...
0: that the Suns should have kept their young players and built them up, and I'm saying they've done that for years as well, and they've never won a, t- a title, and they've never made much. I'm all, really I'm all for
1: shipping moves. out young players if you're going to get somebody that's better than Chris Paul.
0: I think Chris, Chris Paul is good enough. Solution. I think he is because he's a veteran, and he's one of the best point guards in the league, and that's a, posi- a position that they didn't really have any talent at last year. Like Ricky, Rub- Ricky Rubio was the starter who was at his prime like five years ago, and his prime wasn't even that good, and now he's, I don't think he's very good at all. So they needed a point guard. They have a lot of young, promising guys at the other positions. Uh, I think that this team is set to make a run, or to be a top four or five team in the West. And I think that that's something that they were willing to give up a young core to be able to do that because they saw how hot how hot they could get and how fun of a team that is. And if, if this team stays relevant, I could see a big name free agent being a lot more tempted to go to Phoenix, a team that is on the edge of competing with the top four teams in the West. They see oh Chris Paul and Devin Booker. That's a fun team. I want to go there and and you know yeah, try to take is out that this top happen? Team. Like Chris next Paul year. Was
1: like oh next year. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah.
0: Some How some, old is Chris free agent, Paul again? some free agent some free agent I don't know he's so, in his thirties so but some free
1: agent is gonna sign a long term deal with the Suns with Chris Paul aging on his way out and that that's that's gonna be what's gonna bring the the player in that you yep. got it
0: yeah yeah they'll bring one in you got they it will.
1: they will yeah agreed exactly yeah that that's is what's sarcasm happen. by the way that's what's up. gonna happen you guys can't see my facial expression <laughs> all right I believe in the Suns I we've, do we've uh. We've outdone this. We're not gonna agree. I think you're nuts. Uh, shocking. Right. First time ever. <laughs> All right. What are we doing next? Are we doing? You want to talk nets? You want to talk box?
0: Oh nets. That's uh that is interesting. I, so Harden, wants to. Is he it that you declined? A, yeah, you declined, declined the like a
1: big. Well, I'm seeing fifty million dollar, uh, like I guess a year deal or something to go back. To Houston, and I've I've heard through rumors that he wants to be a Brooklyn net.
0: So okay, so there's just rumors as of right now, though.
1: Well, rumors enough for it to be mm-hmm. talked about. I, on, yeah, I'm
0: hearing it all the time. On the I SBN know
1: ESPN and stuff like that. So yeah. it's not it's not nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, do they even have the money for that to have all three of those guys? I mean, it's a big market, Brooklyn. But, I mean, that'd be, like, well, yeah, what do you, I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you think he ends up with the Nets?
1: Um, it, it depends what the Nets want to do. I don't...
0: Because I think, I think that they're unstoppable. If Harden goes to the Nets, I, the Nets are winning the title, hands down. That's what I think.
1: You think so, but then there's things that have to be considered, Okay. It seems like when they brought in Durant and Kyrie, mm-hmm. Durant and Kyrie are on the same page and like they're at peace with each other. And I think Kyrie realizes that Durant's the alpha and he's going to be uh, the beta and they're going to do their thing. And they have a good team and they have a nice core of players around them, right? But now you bring in Harden, all of a sudden the, the team and the pecking order shifts. I think Harden is slightly better than Durant. I think Durant and Harden are like are like very close to each other. I'd I'd say Durant is number three in the league
0: and Harden is number two. Who's number one? LeBron. And yet where's Giannis? And Curry. Much lower. <laughs> Alright, continue. continue. Uh, so anyway,
1: that is gonna be be an issue because I could see Harden coming in there and wanting that to be his team because I think Harden has a big ego and rightfully so. This guy who won MVPs for years now, he should have more MVPs than he has. He should have won this past year. He's been like the, the leading scorer in the league for who knows how long. I mean, the guy is like, he's been the alpha dog. So... It depends. Does the is Durant gonna assert himself, and then Harden's gonna say, "Oh no, it's okay." Like I'll go into like, the beta, and then Kyrie's gonna be the third option. Is that how it's gonna work? Like there's just a lot of there's a lot of um characters in the team. I don't know how well they're gonna mesh. These like even look at um like an example uh Dwayne Wade and LeBron after they, they lost the first time to the Mavericks. Dwayne Wade said, LeBron, you gotta take over. This is your team. But do you really see Harden saying that to Durant or Durant saying that to Harden? I don't know.
0: I I don't I don't think that this this pecking order thing is as big of a deal as you make it out to be. Because I think of like the Warriors with Durant, it was they had those three top players, Clay, Steph, and Kevin Durant, and they were all different positions, and I don't think that their characters are that big of a deal that is going to make this team like a team of Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant not absolutely incredible. Like, and, you know, I I see what you're saying with like Dwayne Wade having to talk to LeBron. I don't even think this team, I don't think there would have to be that conversation because I think they're winning the finals right away. But even if they lose the finals, I think, I don't think they're mad at each other. I I just, I don't see them like, I I see them flowing as well as they need to. And when you have three of the very, very top players in the league, on your team, I, just, I think that's an unstoppable team to me. I don't think this pecking order thing's that big of a deal.
1: But you bring up the Warriors example, and this is where I disagree with you in the Warriors example. I think that Curry and Clay are very different type of individuals than a Harden and a Kyrie. I think they're more of team players, and, and I think they're more willing to do that kind of a thing where it's the top three players do their thing and sharing the ball and stuff like that. We know that Kyrie is a drama queen. We're not denying that. And then Harden, look at the offense the last couple years in uh in Houston. It's Harden dribbles up the ball, ISO, step back, three, right? So that's not how it's going to be able to work on the Nets. You have Kevin Durant, too. You can't just do that. So it's going to be a whole different thing. Listen, if Harden goes and they make it work and they – they get that rhythm and they mesh and they're selfless and they share the ball well and they and they say like, oh, we're not going to play with egos and Harden's not going to just try to do iso all the time. You do it sometimes, but not all the time. And then Kevin Durant gets his stuff and Kyrie stays happy. Then, yes, it's looking like a really dangerous finals team, but they have to make it work first. And the deal hasn't even happened yet, so we don't even know what's going to happen.
0: No, but see, I, I, I'm not that worried though because I think – they will understand that they, that like they used to be on teams where they had to be that one person that took over. But when they're all together, I, I I have faith in them that they would mesh and like understand that they they're not just gonna be ball hogs the whole time. I mean, Steph and Clay and Kevin Durant were all three like three of the best three point shooters in the league, and it, like it wasn't like one of them was taking more like that many more threes than the other. I mean, like every single drive down the court, it was somebody else was taking a three, and I, I think that's exactly what happens on this team. So because Harden's Harden and Durant are obviously really good three-point shooters and I think Kyrie's a pretty good three-point shooter too. So I'm not, I'm, just, I'm not that worried. I think that the that they would be fine with moving the ball around especially since like the fact that it's three different it's three different players that are three different positions and are and they're all three players that are super like hungry to win type guys like Kyrie is a drama queen sure but at the end of the day I think he just wants to be on a a really good winning team and now he's with Kevin Durant. And he thinks that he's on that really good winning team and I can't imagine him being upset at all if Harden comes in because they just become that much more dangerous. So, I don't know. I, I, I really I, I think, think that that's overlooking the best move they could do. I some
1: key character issues here. I mean, we're talking about a guy in Kyrie that was with LeBron, and then he said, oh, I want to go out and do it on my own. And
0: then, and he, then he realized it wasn't, wasn't good like, enough. And then he realized it wasn't good enough. Right, and but, So now he'll, I'm sure he's fine with having the help in, but it's with more Durant than just and that. Harden.
1: But it's more than just that. Maybe like he think he wanted to be the number two, and now all of a sudden he's the number three. Maybe he's not gonna be all right with that. I don't think the number we're, two
0: or three thing. He really, I think he. I don't think he cares as much. I think he'd rather just win championships. That's that. That is what I. He is a drama queen, but I don't think he's that much that full of himself that he can't like take on two other I really good players. I don't, I, think, think he's
1: I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. And he, then we're talking about Durant, who's a guy who's. Created Instagram burner accounts before to respond to uh, disgruntled fans.
0: I don't think anyone is so full of themselves that they won't take adding a good teammate to win a championship. I really don't. You can disagree with that, but like Kyrie's been like he's bounced around to two teams now. I think he's fine with bringing on someone that's going to help their finals chances even more.
1: It'd be different if you're. If you're adding a spot up shooter like a Clay Thompson. But Harden is a guy who is ball dominant. So they just have but to be it But
0: because he, he's never really had that much help around him either. I think Chris he can learn Paul. to. What
1: about the, the almighty Chris Paul who you're just talking about? Because he he's 10 the assist minutes. king.
0: He's the assist king. He gave the ball oh, to Harden. Oh. He is.
1: So they didn't play isolation back then. Chris yeah. Ball gives the ball to Harden, they, and then Harden right. shoots. And then Harden isolates for five yeah. minutes, and then he shoots. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm not – if if they make it work, it's an incredible team. And I think they will. They just – I'm not as confident as you
0: are, but we will see. I mean, if if, if he goes and the team, like, meshes well or whatever, right. I mean, you do you think the they're, they're, they're the favorites? They're the favorites they to win, right? They have to be. They have yeah. to be. I mean those are like three all time great players. Well Kyrie's uh, working his way there, but <laughs> But Durant and Harden are Durant Kyrie's Harden, very good. So Do you wanna talk about the Bucks trade at all? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. Yeah, who do you think uh won that trade? That was a that was a multi trade. Yeah. I wasn't
1: really gonna talk about who won it. I was just gonna, was thoughts gonna talk on about thoughts. You know, it looks like the Bucs are trying to get Giannis some more firepower. They acquired Drew Holiday, who had an impressive season with the Pelicans this last year. I liked watching him. He was a fun player to watch. He was really the anchor of that team. I was kind of surprised that the Pelicans were willing to move on from him because I think he was a big asset to them. I was kind of confused by that and trying to figure out what direction the Pelicans are going. And I know they got more picks so, maybe they're just really set on trying to build this young team now around Zion and company and Brandon Ingram. And, well, I think Brandon Ingram's a free agent, right? So he has to sign first. But, anyways, I just, it just seems like it's a half measure. You're talking about, okay, Giannis is going to get Drew Holiday. So he's going to have Drew Holiday and Middleton. And then you're talking about him going up against. A potential of Durant, Harden, and Kyrie. <laughs> so and now we are talking about yet. it, yeah. I know it hasn't happened yet, but you could take Harden out of the equation. You have the potential of going up against Durant and Kyrie. Durant's better than Giannis, and Kyrie's better than everyone else on Giannis's team. So you know, if I'm Giannis, I'm thinking, is this really where I'm gonna be? And this is really where I wanna stay if I wanna if I wanna win a championship. Why, you know, he's got to be thinking to himself, why doesn't Harden want to come play with me? Or why doesn't a Harden caliber player want to come play with me? And I know that that's a bad example because Harden and Giannis have beef and they don't like each other, so that would have never happened anyway. But, you know, one can only think that maybe it has to do with the location of Milwaukee. You you know, you see all these super teams that are building. You see... The potential for this. The Nets are already a super team if they don't get hardened. If they get hardened it's ridiculous. And you still have uh, teams like the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors. And then you have Giannis pretty much by himself in Milwaukee. And then you're like, oh, let's give him Drew Holiday. Big deal. He's going to want to leave if if he can't bring somebody else in with him. And I don't blame him.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's that's definitely one of my least favorite parts of sports is the the big market versus small market thing. Because, yeah, I mean, it is the L.A. and Brooklyn and Miami and San Francisco. Like, it is all these big-name cities that have, you know, that are able to build up the best teams, which, you know, that's a whole other issue. I just I, – I don't like that that's the case. And it can't really change much about it. But, I don't know, I, I've i always thought Drew Holiday's is a really underrated point guard. He's not talked about much, but he's definitely an upgrade. He's definitely – a, a pretty good point guard to bring in. Um, I mean, they lose a lot of depth. They get rid of a lot of players, and you know, they take they pick up Bogdanovich from the Kings and give up, like, three more guys. I didn't love that one as much. They give up, like, Ilyasova, DiVincenzo, DJ Wilson, like, for, just for Bogdanovich. I, he's good, but he's not good enough, I don't, I think, for three players, so yeah. that one didn't make as much sense to me. I, I do like getting uh, Drew Holiday, though, and for the Pelicans, I think it's a re- it's really good. I mean, they get a lot of first-round picks. They get a couple guys that have been really good role players for a Bucks team that has a lot of playoff experience now. So, I think it really worked out for the Pelicans, and I think the Kings are probably getting some things they like too, but I don't know. the Bucks are just kind of going all in on, you know, oh, we're going to pick up a but couple it's bigger names. It, well, not all it's in, as, but like it's
1: as all in as they could go, which yeah. is
0: sad. And it and I I'm saying like they're going all in and saying, Oh, we'll get out we'll go out and get like pretty good players, so Giannis, stay with us and it's definitely risky. Um I, I definitely think the other teams won in this trade, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's it is tough when you think like why isn't Harden or someone want to come play for them? I don't know. Giannis is kinda it'll just be really interesting with the Because uh, the offer comes, I think, this week, the big Supermax contract or whatever. I think that's this week. And I think I don't know. I think with this trade, I think he'll stay. I think he'll take the Supermax, but I don't know. Kind of just a weird trade, I think.
1: It's kind of interesting, too, because you're talking about how the the bigger market teams are the teams that usually dominate. That that have easy... the money to
0: build up or pick up the big-name people. Right.
1: Well, it doesn't least. seem like that's really a thing in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I mean the NFL. It's been it's interesting because it's been uh,
1: it's pretty. Mixed. It's, it's kind of been the the
0: the top teams have been shifting around a lot, and I think that has to do with the fact that NBA is more of an individual sport because there's less players, and you kind of need big name guys. Whereas football, you can there's so many guys on a team that anyone can step up any week. So I think that's that's probably why. But yeah, no, it's definitely an interesting phenomenon. And I just I just hate that that's part of sports though, like especially like, for the NBA where you need. Those top guys, and because it's just hard to get the money to bring them. Like thinking of like the Nets bringing Harden, Kyrie, and Durant, having the money to do that—it's just like some of those smaller market teams just can never even dream of that, which is just unfortunate. But
1: it's totally, well, partially related. No, but I just had to bring it up. I'm very excited about Steve Cohen and the Mets. I just had to put it out.
0: There. Oh yeah, he's yeah. He's seems- richest
1: owner in baseball. He's gonna bankroll our team. I think the Mets are going to be dangerous going forward. They might
0: be. They might be. Just they saying. might finally take advantage of being a New York team, at least finally take advantage in the, for the first time in and they have 20 the nice years. Young,
1: they have the nice young core. They do. Get some free agents in there, make a couple trades. Oh,
0: yeah. And maybe that's like they've been, yeah, I know, we're kind of completely shifting the MLB all of a sudden. I had
1: to bring it up because we were talking about markets and stuff like that.
0: But they they just haven't been able to get over the hump for like 20 years or whatever, and maybe the new ownership will finally be the, what does it. I don't know, six like, I mean they did make the World Series five years ago, I guess. Like, that's kinda of forgotten about, I think. I was but, there. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm jealous. I, don't, I I haven't really been to much I don't I've never been to a a, a playoff game, I don't think, in in any sport, so
1: that's really? definitely a dream of mine. Yeah,
0: I've been to a, a lot of I've been to like four or five NFL games, a couple NBA, decent amount of MLB. I've never been to a playoff game though. I've
1: been to some sick playoff games I, in my I,
0: day. I've been to a couple March Madness games. So okay. I guess never we done count now. that so but that was, that was a long time ago too, so yeah, you know, maybe we should, have, yeah, you know, one of these weeks we'll throw in our favorite, some of our favorite sports memories, how about that? Oh, that's so easy for me. Definitely throw that in. But, no for, but for now, we only have a half hour, and we've been filling hours of NFL talk the last couple of weeks. We gotta get to the NFL.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just too much to talk about. I'll let you, I'll let you go first, what do you want to start with in the NFL? Or we could start with our top 5. That could be that that might be a good way to start. Our our okay. how how our top 5 has changed. Do sure. you want to go first or me?
1: <laughs> uh, I'll go.
0: Okay, let's hear them.
1: Okay. So it's not very different from last mm-hmm. week. So I didn't see a lot of things that happened this week that changed it for me, but here we go. Number 5, mm-hmm. the Saints. Number four, the Packers. Number three, the Bucs. Number two, the Steelers. And number one, the Chiefs. So it's the same top five teams for me, but what happened was is I had to take the Saints out of three and put them down to five and then scoot everybody else up because of the Drew Brees injury and the implications of that. And then I was thinking, ooh, there's the Drew Brees injury make somebody else come in to the top five. But I said, no, 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 not yet. They still have Jameis Winston, and they still took care of business, and they won that game. And there's nobody else that's really popping
0: out at me to steal that five from them just yet. All right. You want to hear mine? Uh, this will be interesting. <laughs> Number five, the Arizona Cardinals. Number four, Saints. 3 Steelers, 2 Packers, 1 Chiefs. And you might think I'm you might think I'm biased cuz I'm a Packers fan. And you know the Steelers moved up. I, the Steelers were 4 last week, they're 3 now. They dominated the Bengals. I thought that game was going to be closer. I think if the Packers played the Steelers, I think the Packers would win, and same with the Chiefs. So that's why I just like I just can't put them above those two teams yet, but they're still number 3. That's still really good. And the Cardinals are just so hot. They're beating they beat the Bills. They beat the Dolphins. They beat these teams that are coming up as well. And sure, those are all close games, but they haven't. And then they beat the Seahawks a while ago. So I just couldn't keep them out of my top five. I have the Buccaneers at six. They're right there. but uh, And I have the Bills at seven. So, you know, there's a couple teams. but the uh, Didn't the Cardinals just lose to the Dolphins like a game ago? Oh, you're right. They did lose that one to the Dolphins, but... Yeah, I, I got that mixed up, but that that one was a really close game, and it came down to a a weird missed field goal. So I think the Dolphins are definitely moving up, but I still like the, I still think the Cardinals are very good. I still have them in my top five, and that could easily change. They play against the Seahawks on Thursday. We'll see what goes on there, but for
1: once we get a nice Thursday night football game. Yeah, Imagine seriously,
0: that. seriously, it's been a uh, while. The, the prime... Well, Colts Titans wasn't bad. It was okay.
1: The... I didn't watch because I just wasn't interested in the game. Like, the primetime games lately, I feel like, have just been such crap. They
0: have been, Sunday yeah. Sunday Night
1: Football and the Monday... Even though they turned out to be good games, it's like, Ravens versus the Patriots doesn't stand out. Like, I wasn't really excited to watch that. Yeah. I don't know. Vikings,
0: but, Bears. Yeah, that wasn't...
1: Right, right. But Cardinal Seahawks, that's fun. That's going to be a, a high-scoring event. Last time they met was in late October... And yep. it was a thirty-seven, thirty-four overtime victory by the Cardinals. So that's going to be a fun game to
0: watch. Right, exciting. They, they just keep winning these close games, and yeah, I don't know. And maybe five is too high. I'm I'm kind of going out on a limb, putting there, putting them there. But I don't know. They they're so hot right now, and sure. And I I did I I think I mixed it up. I think I had thought they won that Dolphins game, and they actually hadn't. And again, it was you know the missed kick and whatever. But I don't know. I I really like this team right now. I think they're really dangerous. See,
1: like the only thing is, that I have to say is that these last three games, okay, so they lost to the Dolphins, but their their last two wins that they did get could have gone so, oh so differently. Yeah, I mean, they very easily could have lost to the Bills and they very easily could have lost to the Seahawks in overtime. So I just, they don't, they're winning and that's great and that's good for them and that was awesome by D-Hop and that was a cool play and it's all good, but
0: insane play. Not, that not, was insane. They're
1: not convincing to me as being there. If they had like gone in, they blew out the Bills, then I'd be like, "Oh,
0: hold on a second. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I mean it's fair. It's it, I'm definitely going on a, on a whim here, and I I might change, but I just they seem to me like they could beat all but four teams in the league right now. That that's just that's the way I see it, and. I don't know. I, I think like I, I think they'll beat the Seahawks, and won't have as much of a problem as they did last time. Um, yeah, I don't know. But let's move on, or I guess we could uh, talk about the Seahawks a little bit because that's a question we have keeping it in the NFC West. So the Seahawks, they started the season five and O, oh, and they have gone one in three since. So, are, do you think that they're just in a cold spell right now? Or do you think the hype that they're getting as one of the you know top teams in the NFL, do you think that was just, you know, kind of just a fluke? What are your thoughts there?
1: I think the, the hype that was coming for as one of the top teams in the NFL was a fluke, but I still think they could very well win their division and or make, the playoffs in some capacity through a wild card and still win a playoff game or two. The problem is, is their defense. They have one of the worst defenses in the league and they're lucky that they have the best offense in the league because it counteracts for them. But you know, you're know, you looking at these last couple of games, loss to the Rams, lost to the bills, loss uh, to the Cardinals. They beat the 49ers, but that doesn't mean anything. Really close shootout against the, uh, the Vikings, if these are kind of things that raise red flags, I mean, the Rams are a playoff caliber team. So are the Bills, and so are the Cardinals. And when you're playing against those playoff caliber teams, they don't seem to be getting it done. I mean, they, they haven't really beaten a playoff caliber team this year so far. I don't, I don't think the Forty Nine ers are gonna make the playoffs. The Dolphins might, like, okay, whatever. That was a different. That was a much different team back then, too. That's very true. I don't think the Patriots are going to make it, and I don't think the Cowboys or the Falcons are going to make it, and the Vikings aren't, so they haven't really beaten a playoff-caliber team.
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, I definitely agree, and the one thing that's in the Seahawks' favor is after this week, they have a very favorable schedule. They have Eagles, Giants, Jets, Washington. Is their f- next four games after that side? So they said,
1: have to win all four. They, of those They they really have to
0: win all four of those games. But I know the Giants have been looking a little a little dangerous though. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah, maybe we're I, making a little playoff run of our own. <laughs> maybe, but uh, but no, I think the uh, I think after this weekend, it kind of became clear that the Rams and the Cardinals are the two best teams in the NFC West, and the Seahawks. They got off to that hot start, but their terrible pass defense finally kind of showed itself. And now Russ is kind of coming back to human level. He's starting to turn the ball over a lot. His QBR has dropped a lot. I think he's down to like eighth now. And MVP. Yeah, that was. I mean, he was literally an MVP front runner like three, four weeks Probably ago. Probably
1: still is because people don't care. That's true.
0: That's true. But the stats say otherwise. Right. I think, I think they're a team that because of that favorable schedule, they can definitely still. They definitely still have a very good shot of making the playoffs with it being seven teams now as well. But I think it became clear that the Rams and the Cardinals are the two best teams in that division. And the Seahawks, it, I think it was just a fluke. I think they got off to that really hot start, but it wasn't against that great of teams. And now they're kind of, you know, starting to make more human, human mistakes that they should have been rather than the superhuman team. So I have DK. You still got Russ, who's Russell Wilson, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But I think they're, they'll be fine to make the playoffs. Especially with that schedule remaining, but yeah, no, I definitely don't think they're winning this division.
1: Well, I'm not so fast to just identify the Rams and the Cardinals as the top two teams in that division. I think all three of them are neck and neck right now. They all have the same record. Yes, the Rams and the Cardinals have been trending upwards, but the Seahawks are still a good team. They still have...
0: The best quarterback in the division, right? No, probably, probably Kyler. uh, Kyler's making noise, but yeah, probably. Yeah, he's probably still the best quarterback in the that division. Sure, he is.
1: And then, you know, these games that where the Seahawks have played these other top two teams in their division, they've all been losses by one score. So, I, I I'm not so fast to. To dismiss the Seahawks from being one of the top teams in that division, I think that they're gonna beat the Cardinals this upcoming week. I think they're gonna come through. Okay. Oh wait, no, I, I'm wrong. I picked the Cardinals. My bad. <laughs> I picked the Cardinals. But but if they do come through and they beat the Cardinals, all of a sudden everyone's gonna be like, oh, like whoa.
0: Yeah. The Seahawks are back. My bad. That's true. They will be. But I think maybe right now maybe that maybe all the three of the teams are neck and neck. But I think the trends are going to continue of the Rams and Cardinals going up and the Seahawks going down, and well, the but thing is, the, the thing the thing is no no no, how I, how no, no let me finish going
1: down they have that easy you schedule not, you just said the four teams are are crap teams going no forward.
0: I know I know that you don't let me finish they have an easy schedule so they might pick up a good amount of wins but I think it's going to be clear become more clear every week that they are I think there's going to be a lot of close games I think they'll probably lose one or two that they shouldn't win or lose one or two that they should win. In these next like four games or whatever, I think it's going to be start becoming clear that the Rams and Cardinals, even though they might be playing better teams and maybe not won't win all their games, are the better looking teams. And yeah, I I I really like the Cardinals beat the Seahawks this weekend. And I and honestly, it's this Seahawks offense is still really good and they aren't as good as they were to start the season, but they still have Russell Wilson and they still have it's DK. The best in the league. But well, they don't have the best offense. Yes, they in the are. League. Yes, no, they do. No, they don't.
1: Yes, they do. According to
0: what? According
1: I, to points per game.
0: That I that's that what you can't you can't <laughs> just judge off solely off that measure. Why not? Because yards. What about yards? I mean, it's so much more than that. Like you could they could have just played some of the worst defenses in the league that give up a lot of points. I mean, so then they the, the same defenses and, would just give and, up a lot and, of yards. And the problem is the problem is that. Even if they have a, a really good offense, their defense is just so bad. And this is what we talked about last week. I think their That's defense is going to be what prevents they have the them best, from... They
1: have the best offense in the league.
0: I, I don't just judge the best offense in the league off points per game. I, I don't. Because I think yards you're is... You're arguing a, is...
1: that you just... I can understand if you don't want to just judge it off of yeah. not points per game. But your argument just made absolutely no sense. Because you said, what if they just play a bad defense? And then you said you have to look at yards... They're gonna put up lots no, of points d-
0: against a bad defense. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just saying that they they might have played teams that give up a lot of points and score a lot of points as well because that's what they are too. I don't, I don't know, but I don't. Know. Well, where are they in yards? Where are they in yards per game? I don't know. Because I, I I still think that's a really important metric. So, I I think it's just uh, like, do you really think the Seahawks have the best offense in the league? Like, space off like what yes. you, how you see? No, not just off points per game. Like out of all the offenses like you've watched, you think that they have the best offense?
1: Um, personnel wise, no. But so far this year, they've played the best. They're
0: and they're plus plus, think of yards, all the think of all the thirteen yards. Think of all the times where they've had to come back to garbage time points. Like the last four games, they lost three of them. They still put up a good amount of points.
1: Yeah, but they still but, thirteen yards, Isaiah.
0: Yeah, so they have a, a good offense. I don't think it's the very best. All right. But either way, and and you know what? None of it matters because the defense is that bad. It's going to prevent them from doing anything. Yeah, it's
1: that bad.
0: So, but what about the Rams though? Because I, I've been talking highly about the Rams all season. I think it's becoming clearer and clearer how good they are. So, are you ready to give them some credit yet, as a team that can make a make a playoff run and win the division?
1: I I think they could win the division. I think they can make a playoff run. They have the second best defense in the league. But, you know, you're you're talking about, oh, they're on the come up, they're on the come up. Just a game ago, they lost to the Dolphins by 11 points. And I know the Dolphins are a team now. I get that. But still, it's Dolphins. And you're supposed to be this team that's going to be making some noise. Uh, There's just not... They haven't really... Again, it's it's almost like the Seahawks. They haven't really beaten anybody that is like that cool of a win besides maybe the Seahawks.
0: They still have – yeah, I mean, that's true. I just – I really – I love, like, their defense. Yeah, I agree. It's, like, the second-best defense in the NFL. And they have an above-average offense. So I, I think that's good enough, especially in the NFC. I think that's good enough to – I
1: don't you
0: think they above average revert. offense though. No, they they do. I I like in basically all stats, they have Matter they're above points. average. What are, what's their points per game? Where what are they at?
1: Nineteen.
0: Okay, so slightly below average in points per game. All right,
1: well it's below average. And
0: yards per game and, and yards there, I remember they were like top yeah, ten in are, multiple. They are
1: seven in yards. Yeah. So I guess it, it depends what
0: and their what defense statistic
1: you're a fan of. Yeah,
0: it does. And but I, their defense is so good that no, that defense is really good that it i mean yeah like it's tail of two opposite teams when you look at the Seahawks i mean not necessarily opposite but like pretty opposite between Seahawks and Rams so and i i really like the Rams i think that they have enough to make a run to the NFC championship not necessarily enough to win and make it to the Super Bowl but i think that they can easily win a couple games in the playoffs and I've been, and I've honestly been saying it all year, and I think it's just becoming more, uh, more uh, obvious now. So I'm glad you have to accept it, though. I remember how I you're saying. I didn't
1: accept it. No, no. no a couple of weeks
0: ago, a couple weeks ago, I'm saying you were, you were very down yeah, but on the Rams. You thought about they were very. Them, like like
1: you're talking about them on, like they're on some kind of five game win streak. They just lost to the Dolphins.
0: The Dolphins are just such a wild card right now. Oh, the Cardinals just lost them, too. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it doesn't. It oh, doesn't. right. It's okay. <laughs> no, nah, they should have won that game. They really should have, but they're still a very good team. And then, and, then, and then,
1: like, two games before the Dolphins, they lost to the 49ers.
0: And that was that was the game where they 49ers were all of a sudden that full power, like, basically full power again, and then 49ers all got hurt again. Because that was, like, the team that, won the, that the almost won the Super Bowl last never year. The were full
1: power this year.
0: But that Almost was the, got hurt the that was the game. game where they were most they're at the most at full power. But it was a team that just made the they Super Bowl last year. They lost by one score to the,
1: to the Giants, and I know the Giants are awesome and all, but
0: <laughs> yeah, they won. They won against the Giants.
1: Yeah, they by by eight points. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, they they're still like, won. Wins to win.
1: Okay, but you, like, you're you're hyping them up so much. And they
0: lost to the 49ers by one touchdown, and again, that was like that was the closest to the Super Bowl team that they were last year. So I don't really that one doesn't matter as much to me. It wasn't like it was the Nick Mullins and the B Squad team that exists now for the 49ers. So they're playing the Bucks this week, and I guess and you know what you know what that'll be really interesting because it's Bucks and Rams on Monday Night Football next week. So we'll be coming fresh off of that game, and then Another we'll, good we'll see. Game. Yeah, it is. Wow, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what we're saying in a week from now. <laughs> that'll be you interesting. Know,
1: I'm giving them all this crap right now. I actually picked – I picked the Rams for this game. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> I'm feel
1: I just have a I have a feeling. I think the Bucks are the better team, do. but I have a sense that the Rams defense is just gonna go in there and, and light it up.
0: And prove how great of a team they are and how much of a run maybe. they're gonna make. If they, okay.
1: if they win like I think they're going to next week, maybe they're gonna be more impressive to me.
0: Cool. Good. I like that. Alright, where do you wanna where do you wanna move to? What else we got? Whatever you want, you know, you we could talk about uh the NFC East if you want, your favorite team. Yeah,
1: sure, we could talk about
0: them a little because bit. Because the the you know, the the front runners, the team that everyone's so high on the Eagles, <laughs> they lost to the Giants this week and very sarcastic with that the Eagles are terrible. People just think that they would win the division because the NFC East is that bad, but Giants come in they're, they're not looking too bad the last couple weeks. They come in and beat the, the favorites, the Eagles. So, I guess, first, who do you think wins... The, who do you think is the best team in the NFC East? Who do you think ends up winning the division at this point? Seven games left.
1: I'm going to go with the G-Man.
0: All right. I'm going to send it. Yep. Honestly, the Giants are pretty hot right they're now. are trending After that, upward. They are. They definitely are, just like the Rams and Cardinals. Um... No, I uh, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I, for the first time in a long time, very long time, I think the New York Giants have the best chance of any NFC East team to win the division. I'm I'm taking them as well because the Eagles just find new ways to disappoint. It seems every single week. Cowboys are obviously terrible, and Washington. I I want you know honestly, I just want Washington to do well. I love, it, like Alex Smith. I love his story. I love Terry McLaurin. They just—they literally cannot win games, and it it's so frustrating. And they
1: tied the game, and then they gave it back to.
0: Yeah, they come back. And they and give
1: it this. They're playing the Lions, Lions right? Yeah, they can't. And then they they gave come it back, back to Stafford of like eighteen seconds left, yeah. and then Prater hit a Prater's prayer, obviously right?
0: gonna hit, but Prater, yeah, and he's Prater, one of the prayer. best kickers in the league, and uh, Washington literally, yeah, they like make all these comebacks. They make these close games, and they just can't win games, and like. So, and because of that, Giants coming off two wins that – and then, you know, the two games before that were very, very close losses and one was against the Buccaneers. And, yeah, I think the Giants – I think they're trending trendin positive too. And they play the Bengals. But then they have the Seahawks and Cardinals. That's that's kind of a tough stretch. So, maybe not. But it's just the other teams are so bad too. just hard to say.
1: Yeah, I don't – I don't know. I mean, I was looking at the Eagles schedule going forward and it's pretty similar to – the Giants schedule going forward, so it's just it's gonna be who could who could pull it out I don't, the Giants defense hasn't been looking that shabby.
0: The thing is too though, like I could easily see in like two or three weeks from now like the Giants like having lost all three of their next games, like the like Washington winning two or the Cowboys winning two, and then like yeah I didn' think it. I think, especially in this division, it's so, like, who knows what it'll be at the end of the season. But right now, know. the Giants neck are la- neck right Giants the hottest team right now. I'll give you that. That's yeah. good for them. At three and seven, they are the hottest team in the division. That is very but, sad. In all but,
1: seriousness, if you look at their team, I mean, if you look at the games they've played, they've, some, they've played some pretty good teams relatively tight. You know the the Steelers they they only lost by ten, uh, the Rams they lost by a score. They should have won that game against the Cowboys. That was the game that that Dak got hurt, and then uh, Andy Dalton came and he like he came from behind to win. That could have easily been a W. Then you're you're looking at four and six. That overtime—I mean, sorry, it wasn't overtime. That game against the Eagles was so disappointing. We had that—that oh, yeah. that Evan Ingram, you know, that catcher to seal the game, but he didn't get it. Then you're looking at five and five if they if they have that win, and then the box—they had the box. They thought they were going to beat the Bucs.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like that was very close. Like they to sure have, that game, right, but they should have lost. But, but
1: they so. they should have lost. But they played with them. They yeah. only lost by two points. So. I don't know, maybe, maybe they could take care of the Bengals and and well, that's that's in two weeks. They, they have a bye now, right? Okay, yeah. that's good. there you go. They got the a, they get a little
0: rest too. Are they, we, do they have any big injuries right now that might be coming back in two maybe. weeks? I don't. Saquon's done, so right. I don't think so. Right, but still, it's still good to have a have a little break and then go into a tough yeah, stretch. Yeah, but
1: maybe what if you put up a bunch of points against the Seahawks because their defense is terrible yeah. and then.
0: Who knows? That might be the game where Danny Dimes has to prove himself as like someone he's that can expose. Better. That's a, as someone that can expose a really bad defense.
1: Yeah. And
0: then I guess he's we'll been, see if the defense, if Giants' defense can keep up.
1: He's been playing better. There was there was some times where I was thinking, oh, maybe it's time to move on, yeah. depending on what draft pick we get. But um, the more the season's going, the less I'm thinking that. I oh. guess we'll see.
0: At least one team out of New York can pick up a couple wins it's right. good to see i mean they were literally 31 and 32 for a while in terms of power ranking so here i don't know it's we're it's not, interesting we're not 31 anymore yeah definitely not that probably like 25 now <laughs> better than
1: 31 it. listen like joe judge is coaching the team that he has and it is what it is we're not at full strength it will be something in a couple years
0: that's true. All right, well, we got a couple more minutes left. Before we do picks, we've time for one more topic. What are you dying to, to get to? I'm
1: not dying for anything. Are you, are you dying for something?
0: Not necessarily. Um, let's go with... Uh, oh, okay.
1: What about... Are the Patriots going to finish above 500?
0: Uh, yeah, so I looked at the rest of their schedule, and, I mean, they're just, like... I think a four, like they're four and five right now, and I think that like perfectly describes them, as I think they're just a very average team. Like they barely beat the Jets, but then they win a a really a, a close game against the Ravens at home in the in a hurricane basically. I looked at the rest of the schedule. I think that they end up seven and nine, so I think they end up just below five hundred. But that's like basically the same winning percentage they're at right now, and yeah, I just think they're a basically average like right below average team that can knock off a pretty good team here and there but is also going to lose pretty bad is also going to win against teams that they should blow out that are very close games so i i don't think that they they'll either i think like maybe 500 at best but i think like 7 and 9 is my prediction for them
1: yeah i think they're going to be under as
0: well so like seven and nine or like worse than that, do you think?
1: Well they're four and five now, right? I yep. think they'll beat the Texans. That puts them at five and five. I think they'll lose to the Cardinals, it'll put them at five and six.
0: Chargers, Chargers I think they'll,
1: they'll win, so they're six and six, and then you have the Rams. I think you lose, so you're six and seven. Dolphins I think you lose, so you're six and eight. Uh yeah, seven and nine. Bills they'll lose and then they'll beat the Jets.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that one. Um Okay, and you know, real yeah, real quick, I'm curious, there's I think there's like nine teams right now that are six and three in the NFL. I think it's like eight or nine teams. Um which I mean with that are six and three, that's a really good record. Who do you think is the best team of the six and threes?
1: Of the six and threes.
0: There's a lot they're mostly in the AFC, but I think the I think the Cardinals are the one in the NFC. It's just weird. There's a lot of it's it's weird that there's I think it's nine teams with the 6 and 3 with six wins and then one team with five wins. It's just really weird how that's worked out. But I can go first. I think I think the Cardinals are I mean obviously having the power rankings. I think the Cardinals are the best 6 and 3 team out there right now. The best the most that can make some noise late in the season, but there's obviously a lot of good teams. I think the Raiders are still dark horse for me. They're 6 and 3. I've liked them all year, but I I think the Cardinals are the best best 6 and 3 team right now. I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, you know, you would think that you'd say the Ravens, but they've just been
0: looking disappointed. I know. Well, really. I, and that was the thing. I said my top seven before, notice there's no Ravens there. And, and I had even, them at five last week.
1: Even the Titans, uh, like the way the Titans were playing at the beginning of the season, I thought, wow, they're just going to be able to run over people and mm-hmm. they're going to play good defense, and that's going to be their thing, just like they did last year during the playoffs. But it doesn't look like that. they're doing that. It looks like they're getting figured out a little bit. uh and the Colts I don't even know what to think about them, and then the Browns are no. Yeah, I think it's definitely got to be uh, the Cardinals, in my opinion.
0: Six and three is a weird phenomenon this year because it looks really bad for some teams and looks really good for other teams. Like Titans and Ravens had such high expectations that six and three just looks terrible for them. Six. Not terrible, I don't but think
1: like six and three is bad for the Titans. I think it's bad for the Ravens. Okay.
0: But then, like you look at the Cardinals, it's like wow, they're six and three. Like good for them, like. Making noise, so I, it's, it's just a really weird phenomenon. But anyway, running low on time. Let's get to our picks for this week. Kenny on Thursday night is that big Seahawks and Cardinals game in Seattle. Who are you taking? I'm you going with earlier. the Cardinals. Yep, I'm taking the Cardinals as well. Um, the Browns are playing against the Eagles in Cleveland. Going with the Browns.
1: I was surprised that they squeaked out that victory against the Texans. I'm going to roll with them.
0: Yep, I'm going to take them as well. Saints. Without Drew Brees versus the Falcons in New Orleans,
1: I think I think Jameis is gonna have a, a good enough game to get them the victory. I
0: think the Saints will, will win. This is really tough for me because it is Jameis and the Falcons. You know can show signs of promise. I think it's a really close game, but I think the Saints squeak it out. I'm gonna take uh yeah I'm gonna take the Saints and we got the Washington Footballs hosting the Bengals.
1: Washington just can't seem to catch a break. of going Bengals and Joey Burrow.
0: I hate picking against Joey Burrow because I love him, but I also love this. this the, like two terrible teams I love to watch that I really get excited about for some reason. I'm gonna go with Washington at home. I'm I, I'm not gonna give up on Alex Smith yet. Going Washington. Uh, Carolina is hosting the Detroit Lions. Going Panthers. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Detroit. I think they they're they're a little hot right now. Panthers, you know, kind of big loss last week. I'm gonna go Detroit. Um, the Jaguars hosting the Steelers. Steelers. I'm going to take the Steelers as well. The Ravens are going to host the Titans. Bounce back game for the Ravens. I am I think it's going to be a bounce back game for the Titans. I know it's going to shock you because you know how much I love Lamar. I think it's a bounce back game for the Titans. I'm going to take the Titans. Uh, we got the Texans hosting the Patriots.
1: Going Pats. They're going to shut them down.
0: I think I'm taking Patriots as well. Texans just can't. You know, they just can't figure out. They put up seven points last week. It's terrible. I mean, it's a weird weather game, but still. I'm uh, So I'm going to take in Patriots as well. Broncos are hosting the Dolphins. Roll fins. Fins up. Taking the Dolphins as well. Chargers hosting the Jets. Chargers. Yep, obviously Chargers. Colts hosting the Packers. Going Packs. That's right. Go Packers. Um, Vikings versus Cowboys. Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings as well. Raiders versus Chiefs, Sunday night football. Don't do it. It's the Chiefs. Go Raiders. Go oh Vegas. Jackpot, baby. Go Raiders. They're gonna sweep they're gonna sweep the AFC West no. this year. They're gonna make some noise in the playoffs. Go Vegas. Go Raiders. I'm taking them Sunday night football. Bucks versus Rams on Monday night. I think you said Rams earlier. Go Rams. I'm gonna take the Rams as well. I'm excited. This is we got it. We got some. Good we got football. some disagreements here.
1: Well, this is a good week of football.
0: I, yeah, we got some good these games. these prime
1: time games are going to be?
0: All three exciting. of them. All three yeah. of them are good games. Going to be very distracting. Good. Um. But with That's that you're not going
1: I have a test on <laughs> oh, I had a
0: test for this Thursday. I didn't have
1: a test I don't have a test this week. I wish this would have been how the games were this past weekend.
0: No, I I had, on? A, I had a test on Thursday that just got pushed back. They just announced today, so I'm there excited. You go. And we got NBA draft tomorrow night. We got Thursday night football. Ooh, I
1: didn't know the NBA draft is tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, we didn't
0: even talk about that, but the draft is tomorrow night. Um, yeah, Thursday night's a really good game. We got college football no BC game on Saturday. That's a bye week, but we got great NFL action all day Sunday. Monday night football is a great game, and then short week. But we'll be back next Tuesday night. Um, Talk about the Thanksgiving games, right? Yep, yeah. yeah, we got some good games on Thanksgiving next week. Uh, but, yeah, we got a couple more weeks left in the semester. Kenny and I are sticking around on campus, so we'll be around till mid-December at least. But with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, to the extra point, this is – WZBC, we're coming at you from Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. I'm Isaiah Mueller. This is Kenny Tomkovich. Good
1: night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.